Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome, folks. I am, you know, I'm I'm looking at headlines today, and I'm looking at all sorts of things, and uh, I've decided to take kind of a different angle on this first segment today. I've been thinking about this a bit. And, you know, it occurred to me that there's some people that I really want to send some love to. And so, you know, we've been talking about a lot of bad and a lot of rough things, So, but I want to send some good out, right? Uh, now, there's going to be a few, uh, a few slaps because there's a few bad people that need smacked anyways, but I want to send some good out. And, I, you know, the first group of people that I want to thank and I want to send my love to are the farmers, the ranchers, the cattlemen, the pork producers, the guys who, who make food. Now, you may be saying to yourself, wait a second, haven't you been telling us for the last two weeks about the, you know, the poison in our food? I have. I have. And it's a very, very dangerous thing, and it is, in fact, in our food supply. Um, but here's what I want to do. So my producer uh, has a friend, and, and we're going to call her friend Cowboy. The reason we're going to call him Cowboy is because he's a cowboy, quite literally. And he listens to our show. He's a good guy. He's a, he's a cattle rancher. Uh, I, I'm actually, I haven't had the opportunity to meet this guy, but I'm, I'm looking very much forward to meeting him and going to hang out someday in, on his range. Uh, yeah, just to, to see, see what he does, and uh, I, I love that sort of thing. Uh, I also had an opportunity in the last couple of days to talk to another ranchers association. Wonderful people, wonderful people. Uh, this isn't a surprise to me. So I grew up in rural Ohio and uh, we actually raised when I was a kid, we had pigs and cows and chickens and all sorts of stuff. That wasn't quite a farm, but it was certainly uh you know, we raised our own stuff and did that. You know, I spent time shoveling poo and doing all the things that you do. And I really appreciate it. I also have, you know, lots of farmers around us. We're very agricultural. I really support and appreciate and love our farmers. And, you know, as we're, as we're trashing big, big ag, and as we're destroying these guys who are really evil, it led me to thinking about this. I want to make sure that we, the people, understand that my support for local farmers and for the people who are doing this work is unwavering. I love, you know, these are these are people that make America. These are some of the best people in the country. These are the patriots and the heroes who stand next to me trying to keep our country safe and independent and free from people like China or Bill Gates or the WEF. These are the people who have historically done more to be patriots and conservatives than anybody in the country. And yeah, I'm attacking what's happening in their world. But here's what you got to understand. And I want to make sure that the people who are not the farmers and the ag guys hear me when I say this. The issue we're facing is not because uh, people like Cowboy are out there on the range trying to poison us. That's not it. The issue we're having is that Big Pharma has worked with groups like the National Cattlemen's Association. You know, Merck sponsors them for tons of money per year. They're one of the top top sponsors to push different uh, different things. Well, listen, 
if you're, uh, and I'm not going to say who because I don't have permission to share this, but the meeting that I had with the Cattlemen uh, crew that I, it wasn't the Cattlemen's Association, it was a different crew representing ranchers. Uh, you know, they said that probably about two thirds of their ranchers are still using pen and paper. They don't even use email. These guys, these guys know as much or more about their cows, about their livestock, about their herds, whatever they've got. They know as much or more about that than I do about the law or politics or anything else. They're experts in their field, but their field isn't big pharma. Their field isn't uh, vaccines. So they don't know. What happens is a vet comes out, says, hey, if you do this, it'll improve yield. Okay, well, let's do this. And, you know, that vet's probably someone who's known them for 20 years. So that if that vet's getting a huge incentive to push something and not really doing their homework anymore because their pharma rep has always done right by them, they aren't going to know anything different. And the farmer sure as hell not going to know the difference. Do you really think that a guy who's who's working to make sure he can feed his family based on, you know, getting his, his fields plowed and getting his crops planted, getting his livestock bred and, and ready for, for slaughter, do you think those guys got time or any, any, I mean, they don't have the time or the expertise to look into what's in a vaccine. Is Big Pharma lying to me? Are they genetically altering my seeds? These guys don't know. They're just trying to feed America and take care of people. See, that's why House Bill 1169 in Missouri is so important, and that's why we're pushing this so hard. These guys, the little guys, the guys who have the family ranches and the family farms and stuff like that, you know, uh, these are the guys we got to protect. We've got to make sure that they know what's going on. They got to make sure that uh, that they're not going to be the victims of the lawsuits. That's really a major, major aspect of 1169 in Missouri. Uh, by the way, I have a number of other states who are looking at or considering sponsoring this which is great news for the, we, the people. Um, we're also hearing that, uh, you know, cause we've got the new language. I haven't got permission to share it yet, but they've got the new language for the updated 1169. Uh, there's there, yeah, you got to negotiate some. I, I still like the bill a lot. It's there's a couple things I would have loved to have seen there, but to have any chance of getting this through, uh, they had to give up a couple minor things, which in a two-page bill is something. But uh, it's still it's a critical bill for us to pass. I'm going to be sharing you with all the analysis and all the information as soon as I get permission. So, uh, and by the way, with these changes, I just want to make sure you all hear me. Anyone that doesn't support this is a sellout crook. The, if you're a Republican, especially now, we know the Democrats are sellout crooks. But if you're a Republican, you're not only a sellout crook, but you're a rhino. You can't support this. This doesn't get 100 percent of the Republican votes. We, I can't wait to tell you who didn't vote for this if they're a Republican. I cannot wait to tell you. So we're they're going to have a vote, I believe, this coming Wednesday, the 19th, in committee. So we got to make sure that Missouri knows that they'd better be voting for House Bill 1169 on the 19th. We've updated the language. Yeah, it should be exactly what these guys. We took care of everything they said they were worried about. Uh, farmers got exemptions. All the things they were said that they were worried about. Um, so, anyways, so with that being said, I want to make sure though that we understand. A disclosure bill means that these producers of seeds and of of vaccines and other such things, they're going to have to tell these farmers, hey. 
this has got a gene therapy component and it's going to transfer to humans. So you're going to have to make sure that you know this if you're going to put this in your cow. They aren't going to tell the farmers that otherwise. Do you think that Merck's going to tell you? Do you think that when they build new seeds, when when Monsanto Bear, you know, builds these new GMO seeds that have vaccines in them, do you think they're going to tell the farmers, hey, guess what? These new seeds, they're going to poison people with mRNA vaccines all over the world. They aren't going to tell anybody that. They're just saying, hey, we got these new seeds with great new yield. Oh, okay. Right? The farmers won't know that. And without this disclosure requirement, they'll never know it. Farmers can't keep us safe without this disclosure requirement. I trust the farmers to do right. I do. Uh, what I don't trust is big pharma or big egg to give these farmers the tools to do right by us. We've got to back our local farmers. And by the way, when, they, when the local farmers don't know that Bayer is producing mRNA vaccine seeds, or that their, their new vaccine in their pork from the Sequevity platform is an mRNA platform, and uh, they're putting that poison into animals that may transmit into humans and, and kill them. Guess who's going to get sued? The farmers, the local farmers, the, the family farmers, not big pharma. They're not going to sue big pharma. And by the way, for those of you guys that think, well, my cattle are grazing, guess what? If you're planting, if you're planting any alfalfa out there, planting anything that your cows are grazing on, well, if those seeds are mRNA vaccine seeds, how's that going to work? We don't know is the answer. We don't. Uh, what we do know is that mRNA is already in the food supply. We don't know how much. We don't know where. We know that, you know, food that we're importing from Australia and China and other places almost certainly have it. I also spoke with a scientist yesterday who informed me that she's been testing some of this. And yes, it, it certainly is in there. It certainly is in there. Um, we don't know to what extent, but we know that it's there. And uh, that's why we got to support local farmers, organic, uh, organic local farmers who can confirm that there's none of this in their feed, in their livestock. We got we to gotta support these guys. Now, I'm looking, I'm hoping to talk to some people very soon. I want to find some people. I want to recommend some someone. I don't know who is doing this, but I'm hoping to find a solution because I need one for my family. And I'll share with everybody. I look forward to sharing with everybody if we can find someone who, who's doing this. Uh, I've talked to a bunch of individual farmers who are, but they don't have the capacity. You know, I mean, if I, if I put them out on the show, yeah, everybody in there, they don't have that many cows, right? Yeah, they got to have enough enough livestock, enough whatever uh, to support it. So I'm working on getting a solution for us, folks. Uh, but we got to find a solution that's big enough to handle. Uh, but at the end of the day, I really want to focus on the fact that we need to unify with these farmers who are going to be hung out to dry. We also need to ask why it is that these big egg associations are not representing their, the interest of their members. See, the Cattlemen's Association, the reason that I focus so much on them is not because I uh, have a problem with cattlemen. It's quite the opposite. It's because I have a problem with their lobbyists who sold their cattlemen down the, down the drain, right? So the Cattlemen's Association... Has, has taken the money of the Bill Gates Foundation and, and Merck people and uh, Bayer Monsanto, all these you know different people. They're taking, they're taking the side of these big guys at the expense of the local farmers. And uh, I think that's as corrupt as can be. 
It's absolutely corrupt. And we, the people, got to stand with these local farmers. We got to help them. But if the local farmers don't know that's happening, they just are going to take it that we're attacking them. We're not attacking them. We're attacking the crooks that aren't representing you, but are trying to tell you they are. Uh, I'm happy to talk to any actual cattlemen any actual ranchers, any actual farmers that have questions about this. You know, it's hard. It's it's tough. I might even do some sort of, I don't know, I'm going to talk to my producer. Maybe we'll do like a Twitter live or, a, you know, some sort of a live feed somewhere where we can uh, really get this out and, and talk directly to the farmers because I want to do that and I want to support them. You know, we need to support we need to support the local guys, right? That's who we got to support. We got to drive traffic. We got to drive support. We got to drive everything we can to these local guys who are trying to do right. And we've got to give them the tools so that they can do it. Uh, they, they really, they need that. And they're, they're good people. They really are. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I growing up, I was around this forever. So we got to unify. You, we got to unify. Now, as in everything else, the fight that we're dealing with in this is not against the farmer. It's not against the local guy. It's against the corruption at the top. It's always the corruption at the top. You know, we look at our federal government, the corruption at the top. It's, you know, it's not that every civil servant per person in the government's evil. The corruption at the top is driving it. You know, we've got this cancer in and around D.C. and our different state capitals. And it's a cancer that's brought because there's money and unchecked power. And where you have money and unchecked power, you got problems. Meanwhile, you know, the people that are trying to eke out a living, trying to do things that, you know, make America great, those sorts of things. It's a disaster, folks. It's a disaster. So uh, I see that the, the Texas Department of Agriculture is, is going to look into this mRNA and the food supply issue. I'm interested to find out where that comes out, right? So I've got a lot of great friends in Texas. I love some of these guys. Uh, great, great people. And I love Texas. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, favorite states, list of favorite states, Texas, Missouri. I got a few of them. Um, but I, and I particularly love, you know, one of my favorite things on the planet is Alamo. I just love that. It represents heroism, bravery, courage, all the things that used to exist in America. Uh, but anyways, uh, I'm very interested because Texas has a rhino problem. There are, there's a fair number, but it also has some of the best elected officials in the country. And I'm really interested to see whether the Department of Ag is going to, you know, what they're going to do on this, because I'm going to tell you, we know there is zero question that there is mRNA in our food supply. We don't know to what extent. There is no question that it poses a risk to our health. And if the Texas Department of Agriculture comes out with anything other than a factual report, I look forward to going to bet with war with them. I'm interested to see whether or not they're corrupt or whether they're legit. All I want for them to do is to report the facts. We've dug into the facts. I have talked to more scientists, more doctors, more smart people than I can count. I've looked at the paperwork. I know the, how to read the paperwork. I understand the paperwork. Uh, you know, listen, we're right about this, folks. We're right. We've got to fix this food supply issue. Uh, so I'm looking forward, I'm hoping and praying, because it is Texas, it's Texas, right? And it's Ag Department in Texas, of all things. It's hard for me to fathom that they would be super corrupt, but who knows, who knows? So I'm praying that they get this right, because uh, that would be very helpful. 
you know, and I'm, I'm willing to support them as long as they're honest. You know, uh, I would love more information, honest assessment, things like that. Um, but it's a mess. It's starting to run. I will tell you, I'm looking at a few different states that are now interested in sponsoring similar, similar legislation. I'm praying that we can get, I'm going to be recruiting everybody on this because we got to save our kids. we got to save our, think about school lunches, folks. You think you're going to know if Bill Gates factory meat is in your school lunch? You think, you think Biden who's funding that's going to make sure that you know that, you know, your school lunches are controlled federally through indirectly because of the, the federal funds. So you get federal funds, you got to accept their dictates. And so uh, these kids, you can bank on them eating Bill Gates factory meat with uh, gene therapy in it. You can bank on it unless we pass some of this legislation. All right. I need you to support me. If you want to, if you want me to keep doing this fight, you don't have to do anything because I'm going to keep doing this fight till, uh, till I've wanted or I, or God sends me somewhere else. Uh, but if you want to help me to do more, you can go to tomrens.com. You go to tomrens.com, subscribe to my Substack. subscribe to the newsletter, uh, give us, give, send, go. Uh, subscriptions are free, by the way. There's no problem with that. You, you Subscriptions are free. If you choose to pay, goes to the fight. Uh, thank you. We will be right back. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. 
Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Well, uh, we tried to bring some unity on that last one, and I'm going to ask for some more unity on this one, but it's going to be a little bit different type of unity. I think we need to unify against stupidity. Uh, you know, listen, this, uh, this ridiculous and absurd transgender bullcrap is just, it's sick. It's sick, folks. Listen, you're born with a weenie, you're a dude. If you're born without a weenie, you're not a dude. It's really simple, okay? This is not a complicated thing. We've understood this for thousands of years. Only now have we gotten so stupid that we think that there's a there's an ability to choose whether or not you were born with a weenie. I, I don't understand that, right? Uh, well, I don't want to be a boy. Well, so what? I don't want it to rain tomorrow, but it's still going to rain. Right. I, I mean, so what? You you don't like the way things are. So you're going to be uh, transgenderism uh, used to be known as gender dysphoria and was a mental disability uh, disease until 2018 when someone bought off some sort of a uh, psychological crew that you know, and they pulled that diagnosis uh, as a uh, mental disorder from the manual. And it was based on a couple studies that are really terrible, and they were fake med studies, just like everything else in medicine. You know, the saying that uh, you know that there were that that was a better solution. But you know, transgenderism is at core, it's it's delusion, right? You're delusional. You you think that you know, hey, I got a weenie, but I'm a girl, or I don't have a weenie, but I'm a boy. And uh, the idea that we should somehow all be required to accept your delusions as our reality is absurd to me, right? This is like me telling you that I'm a dinosaur and you have to, and I say this a lot, folks, this is my dinosaur analogy, right? Rawr. That's my dinosaur, right? I'm being a dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur. Rawr. You have to accept me as a dinosaur. No, I'm not a dinosaur. And if I believe that I'm an idiot. Right. And you and me asking you to accept my idiocy doesn't make it sane. So these guys are, are at core delusional. And I challenge anyone to argue with me about that. Right. I mean, if if being a boy uh, when you're physically a boy doesn't mean that you're a boy, then nothing means anything. Right. I, I can say I'm driving a car, and if you ask me what I'm doing, I can I can tell you. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm flying an airplane. No, you're driving a car. No, it's an airplane because I identify the thing I'm driving as an airplane. I mean, it's just I know that sounds ridiculous, folks, but that's how stupid this is. It's stupid. Well, this common sense, this just reality, is it resonates with people, right? And I don't think anybody has an issue. If, if you've got, you know, gender dysphoria, if you've got that mental disease, well, I mean, I don't have an issue with you. I don't hate you. I, I kind of feel sorry for you more than anything. And if you are a dude and you want to walk around in a dress, well, you have every right to do that. So I'm not trying to block your right as a guy to dress like a girl. I'm not trying to uh, deny that you may have a mental disorder. I'm just accepting the fact that that's what it is. It's a mental disorder. 
you know, you're telling me that you're not a guy when you are, that means you're delusional, right? Well, this is just truth and it resonates with people, right? No matter how many times they tell me I've got to accept the trans movement. Well, I do accept the trans movement. I don't hate them and I don't care if they want to pretend to be boys or girls or dogs or elephants. I don't care what they do, but I'm not going to teach my kids that, hey, you know, this guy's a boy, but he's pretending to be a girl, so we all have to play along. We don't have to play along. I can be nice. I can be respectful. I can say, well, you know, how are you doing? And we can just agree to disagree, right? I can agree to disagree. You think you're a boy when you're a girl, or you think you're a girl when you're a boy, and I don't. We're just going to agree to disagree, right? Don't hate you. There's no legal violation there. Just I'm not going to accept it. I'm not. So I'm boycotting the trans movement, right? I'm boycotting it. Uh, you, you can have a mental disorder, but uh, the idea that you can be something you're not is, uh, is just not true, okay? So that's that. Uh, but this simple truth is something that is beyond the grasp of certain people. And I love, 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 love what's happening to Bud Light, Nike, and all these other buffoons who have decided to sign on this Dylan Mulvaney. The reason I love it is because I find it exceedingly offensive. So I've talked about my wife being a lifelong athlete. Uh, my producer, she works out. She's very, very athletic. Uh, she's, a, you know, we talk about working out. Uh, my my uh, friends, I have a lot of friends who are gym rats. A lot of people around me. I mean, that, because that's what I do, right? That's what I like. That I don't get free time. That hour or two hours a day that I get to spend working out is the only time I'm not working. Uh, outside of that, I get, you know, about an hour with my kids. And the other 21 hours are generally work. Uh, if we're lucky, we'll throw in a few hours of sleep here and there. But that that's what I enjoy. That's what I do. It's what we talk. And, uh, you know, it, these people, the people who are athletes, they know what hard work and discipline and dedication is. For Bud Light, well, Bud Light too, but especially for Nike. You know, Nike, a, a, an athletic supply company, a company that sells to athletes, to people who are active. For them to insult women by having this, this complete piece of crap. The thing is, is Dylan Mulvaney is not an athlete, not as a boy, not as a girl, not as an anything. He is an absolutely a non-athlete as demonstrated by the absolute spasms he had on his, his videos there. Are, I posted them on my Twitter feed. You can look there if you want at Ren's Tom. Uh, I, it's, I, I can't unwatch that folks. I can't unwatch that. No matter how bad I want to, I can't unsee what I saw. This dude prancing around in a sports bra and leggings uh, like he's having some sort of a seizure. Every woman athlete I've ever known takes their sports serious, takes themselves serious when they're being athletes. I mean, they don't go in there to make fun of themselves. No one, what guy or girl would go into the gym just to make fun of themselves? But that's what Nike decided would make a good sponsor. Now, I saw some woman, I want to say out of Georgia, somewhere down south, who said who had a you know, hundred plus 
uh, Nike sports bra. She's doing a do a bra burning, which I love. I love that we're I love that we're burning bras. I think everybody in the country should burn their Nike bras and post it on Twitter. If you got a Nike sports bra, burn the thing and post it on Twitter. Hashtag burn the bra, burn Nike bras or what? Yeah, I don't know. Hashtag something. Uh, Nike burns anything. Anyways, uh, we need to get we want that to trend. I want there to be a boycott because you're insulting women. You're insulting women. Now, I asked a question on Twitter, and I'm going to ask it again. I'm going to keep asking this. If some racist white dude doned some blackface, put some blackface, made themselves look all black, dressed up like a hip-hop guy, and then just did an, just absolutely made fun of the whole black culture, did the worst, most spastic, retarded-looking dance you've ever seen, and posted that online and said, I'm black. What would happen? Well, rightly so, that guy would get excoriated. And he should. He should. You don't need to be racist. You don't need to be a bigot like that. That's not, a, not acceptable. How is that different than Dylan Mulvaney pretending he's a girl and acting like a complete douche? I mean, this guy is, is absolute garbage. He is, there's nothing athletic about it, but Nike's going to do that. Nike is going to degrade every woman athlete that there's ever been with us. How insulting is that? It really makes me mad because, you know, listen, women athletes worked as hard as men athletes, right? Just because men and women are different, newsflash we are. And the men records are a little bit higher, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger than the women athletes doesn't take anything away from the effort put in to get those records. The women athletes put as much work and as much effort into it as any man did. Some of these women, I'll tell you what, I've trained women. I, years ago, I was a personal trainer. I used to actually you know, coach strength and conditioning and train people. Um, years ago, well, when I was doing this, I mean, some of the women that I trained, some of the girls that I trained, some of the athletes, I mean, if I could find guys that would work as hard as them, I was winning a prize, right? I was winning a prize. Uh, I mean, their, their effort was amazing and they should have been proud of themselves. Should have been very proud of themselves. But, you know, now we've got, uh, we've got guys just making fun of it. Just making fun of it. That's all Dylan Mulvaney is doing is making fun of women, real women. And, you know, for me to call myself a woman is just as insulting to women as it is to black people for me to call myself black. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what it means to grow up black. How could I know that? I'm not. I don't. How, how can Dylan Mulvaney know what it means to grow up a woman? He can't. He has no idea. If Dylan Mulvaney did have an athletic bone in his body, which he doesn't, how can he know what it's like to be a female athlete? How can he know what that means? He's always had the, the, the I guess, male privilege of having testosterone. How about that? Male privilege. Oh, let's turn this one. I kind of like that. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hit that. Uh, by the way, do you guys remember uh, Rachel, what is her name, Dolezal? I can't remember how to say her name, Rachel something. But uh, 
she was a she was in the news a bunch. She was a white woman who pretended to be black. She got excoriated, absolutely excoriated, and she should have because it was really ridiculous. She says, "Well, I identify as black." Uh, she was, you know, she, I identify as black. She was a she was an African American history scholar. I mean, she it was at the end worked for the NAACP. I mean, did all the stuff. And uh, when when people found out, no, she's not black. She just you know tanned a lot or whatever she did to make herself look back black. They're like, that's racist, and it was right. Um, yeah, she she uh, she was trying to say, well, I, but I'm black because I identify as black. It was called racist. It is racist. Just like it's it's misogynistic for me to say I'm a girl. I'm not. I'll never know what that's like. Right? I can't know what it's like to grow up a black man. I can't know what it's like to grow up a woman. I can't know what it's like to be an insecure 13-year-old girl who, you know, is is uncomfortable with whatever it is that insecure 13-year-old girls are uncomfortable with. I'll never know that. And neither will Dylan Mulvaney. He can prance around like a fairy all he wants. He's not a girl. Neither's the the, the swimmer dude uh, or, or any of these other people. It's an insult to women. It's an absolute insult, just as prancing around in blackface is an insult to black people. It is an insult. It, it it's It's not acceptable, right? Now, I don't think that everybody that does it is trying to be insulting. You know, I mean, if I look back, uh, here we go, folks, get ready. Uh, if I look back, you know, I think about uh, Looney Tunes. Remember Looney Tunes? I love Looney Tunes. I mean, how funny was it? Uh, the Roadrunner uh, Coyote, I mean, that poor coyote, he had more 10 million pound uh, stones fall on his head after falling off a 30,000 foot cliff than any other creature in planet. But, uh, and he was always so positive, but he just held up a sign and said, yipes. And that was, uh, anyways, I'm, I'm digressing folks, but Looney Tunes. Yeah. One of the funniest skits was when Bugs Bunny dress up as a girl. Now that wasn't meant to be insulting or degrading to women because it was a joke. Everybody knew by, that you it's really Bugs Bunny's not a girl. How funny is that? Right. So I don't think that everything, I don't think we got to be insulted about everything. I do think there's room for jokes in our society, but there's a big difference between doing it as a joke because, you know, listen, so for example, my wife has told me I'd be an ugly woman. You know, I mean, if I wander out, uh, yeah, and I may do this. I may just, I may wander out on a stage in a skirt one of these days, tell you all I'm a girl. For anybody that doesn't know, I'm 6'4", about 240. I'm a big dude. Big hairy ape, nothing girly about me, and I would be one ugly, ugly girl. In fact, I think you know, just my wife calls me Shrek because uh, you know, I'm half ogre. Uh, so another half Sasquatch. I don't know which is worse. But uh, anyways, yeah, it's one thing to make a joke here and there, but it's absolutely insulting and degrading. To, to try and argue that Dylan Mulvaney's a boy. Uh, to have him come in for March Madness when he doesn't know what March Madness means. To have all this stuff happening. And this is an absolute joke. It's ridiculous, folks. It's absolutely ridiculous. 
Uh, and it's such an insult. So I hope everybody's going to burn every Nike bra there is. I hope they boycott Bud. You know what Anheuser-Busch needs to do? You know, they're saying they're now trying to spin this, folks. They're trying to say, oh, we didn't know. She did this without permission. Yeah. Okay. Have you fired her? And have you issued a public apology to women? When you do that, we'll consider ending a boycott. Until then, boycott away, my sisters and brothers and anybody else who has any sanity at all. Boycott away because this is not acceptable. We cannot allow this. And it's time to hold these people accountable. I can tell you one thing. I am not picking up a can of Bud Light anytime soon. It ain't happening. I'm also not going to be, well, I mean, I'm, I'm ashamed because I got a bunch of nice Nike stuff from, you know, back in the day before I realized how horrible they are and still good. But, you know, I just can't, I can't back Nike anymore. Uh, it's too bad. Some of their stuff's good, but I'm done. I'm done. They want to, they want to do this. They want to go, Hey, go woke, go broke. We're going to hold you accountable. Just like the left does all the time. They always want to boycott everything on the right. Well, you know, it's, we've got our act together a little bit better when they first started doing that. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm super glad to see that the people are standing together on this, standing for real women, standing for what it believes. Uh, by the way, you want to know something funny, folks? Uh, the level of censorship that I receive is so mind-blowing that even though I'm doing this full segment on the fact that Dylan Mulvaney has a mental disorder, just like every other trans person on the planet that actually thinks that they've uh, become something they're not, I can't even get a hit piece on this. I mean, I, you know, nothing because they don't want anybody looking at my work. If they do, they'll find out about all the mRNA stuff and all the, the poison. So, uh, you know, poor leftists, they don't know what to do with me, which is why I need your support and your help sharing the word. I am the most censored guy on the planet. Um, and we've confirmed, <laughs> confirmed it with our, our tech analysis. We need you to help share this show. Uh, if you don't share it, people don't hear it. If you like this analysis, you like what we're talking about, the America Out Loud Network is the place to be for it. It's the place to go if you want truth, if you want to honest conversations about tough topics. Not trying to be hateful. We're trying to spread truth. Support the America Out Loud Network. We'll be right back. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com seven amazing years we know that if america fails the world will fail it is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty america out loud talk radio liberty and justice for all world-class care from doctors you can trust all from the comfort of your home that is one wellness Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. 
Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. All right, folks, welcome back. Stack of stuff time. Loving the stack of stuff today. Loving the stack of stuff. Did you know... Did you know? Headline, Leonardo DiCaprio testified about a secret $30 million foreign donation to Obama, and no one's talking about it, according to the National Pulse. $30 million funneled to Obama, probably illegally. Uh, As a comparison, uh, the the Russia probe, where they talked about Facebook interference, that was over 150,000, right? Remember all the headlines over Russian interference and bots on Facebook? That's $150,000. No one seems to be investigating the 30 plus million dollars uh, given to Obama. Obama was the biggest piece of trash in American history. He's still running the show today, I think. I think behind the scenes, he's doing a lot of stuff pulling a lot of levers with Biden. I mean, Biden doesn't know where he's at. He's just pooping his pants and being a crook. Uh, but uh, but uh, someone really needs to be looking at putting Obama in jail or under Gitmo, maybe. I don't know. The guy, the guy was a crook. Uh, I think he was the most... I think he may have been more corrupt and rotten than the Clintons, which is really an achievement. And, uh, you know, it just it was a disaster for our country. But but no one is talking about Leonardo DiCaprio testifying about the $30 million foreign donation to Obama. Uh, why does Leonardo DiCaprio have anything to do with anything? I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, you know, I, what does he, has he done anything? Other, I, I, he stood there with his arms out in Titanic for a few minutes. Uh, that's like, you know, 30 years ago. Now all he does is fly around on his private jet telling everybody about greenhouse gas. Is he relevant to anybody on this planet? Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. The hell? Why is he even? I didn't even. I haven't thought about him in decades. I mean, what the hell? Leonardo DiCaprio. My goodness. All right. Um I think that this is really something that should be getting a lot of coverage. So, you know, let's think about Ukraine. What do we got in Ukraine? We've got a country that has a Nazi regiment in their military. I think about that. We're supporting a country that supports the Nazis. That seems like a great idea. And and yet we still have leftists running around with Ukraine flags on their Twitter profiles. Uh, by the way, a Ukrainian flag on your Twitter profile is akin to wearing a mask. It's a badge of ignorance. Uh, you win. You've got a Ukrainian flag. When I see that, I just look at like, okay, yeah, you're an idiot. Okay. Um, Ukraine's a disaster. They're corrupt. They're evil. And uh, the people of Ukraine are the only ones suffering that I care about. They are suffering, but they're suffering because the leaders of Ukraine are crooked. Uh, the leaders of Russia are crooked. The globalists are crooked. And they're all using the country as a pawn in their game. It's corrupt from top to bottom, folks. But uh, turns out, headline from Discern TV, uh, 
underreported bombshell, Seymour Hersh reveals massive skimming of U.S. aid in Ukraine and claims CIA knows all about it. Well, of course they do. They're probably doing it. I mean, our CIA is one of the most corrupt places groups on the planet. I literally don't know if I could think of anyone on the planet more corrupt than our CIA. By the way, anybody uh, heard lately? But, you know, I mean, they help fund the development of SARS-CoV-2 and the bioweapons related to it and the uh, vaccines. I mean, it's all C- the CIA is tied up with all of this stuff. Uh, one of the most corrupt crews on the planet. But uh, according to this, uh, the Seymour Hirsch, uh, CIA is aware of this widespread corruption in Ukraine. And, that you know, basically all the money, and who would have thunk this, right? I mean, can Zelensky go buy another mansion? Uh, all the money is just going to, to, you know, the guys running the country. The people are suffering like hell. It's very sad. Uh, Hirsch said that according to one estimate by CNA, CIA analysts, at least $400 million in funds were embezzled last year. 400 million, folks. 400 million embezzled uh, to support a country whose leaders are allowing a Nazi regimen in their military. This sounds like a great thing. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just uh, support Ukraine, right, Mitch McConnell? And their, their Nazi regimen and their money laundering. I think McConnell should vote for more money to Ukraine. The only thing he actually has a hard response on, ED leader McConnell. Oh, my God. All right. Um, it's a great clip of uh, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, and everybody, Fauci, all these guys. Uh, and it's a compilation clip. And I believe uh, Liberty Daily, I think J.D. Rucker, I, by the way, Rucker and Liberty Daily, they are a great source of news. Uh, I really like those guys. But uh, great compilation clip. And I'll be putting a link up of all these guys talking about the next pandemic. You think that's planned, folks? You think that's planned? If you don't think that's planned, I got news for you, right? So we have gain-of-function work occurring all over the United States. It's occurring in major universities all over our country. And uh, understand that gain-of-function work is typically viewed as dual-use research, meaning that it could be to keep people safe, it can also be to create bioweapons. It does both, right? And, uh, well, I mean, I guess if it gets out, it's a bioweapon. If it doesn't, then they use it to make a bioweapon. Either way, I, I, I don't know. The whole thing's a disaster. But ultimately, what you got to understand, folks, is we know that they're planning the next pandemic. We know that's happening. You know, they can't, they're, they're like serial killers, folks. They can't stop talking about it. They have to tell everybody what they're going to do. They got to announce it because they think they're smarter than the rest of us. So Bill Gates is prancing around there with his man boobs talking about the next pandemic. Uh, you know, uh, Klaus Schwab, the whole crew talking about it. And my guess is, is that, that next pandemic will come just in time Uh, to make use of the WHO Treaty and the WHO's move to eliminate all sovereignty on a global scale. The question is, is this that going to work out? Because, you know, as I've talked a little bit about the fact that I view what's occurring through a bit of a different lens. I think that, you know, the WEF uh, and NATO crew 
and uh, the CCP are frenemies in terms of they all hate the United States and hate American freedom. That said, if you think those guys are willing to share power and to get along peacefully, okay, you got another thing coming. The WEF NATO crew wants power to be theirs, just like the CCP wants power to be theirs. These guys play long term, so they'll negotiate and they'll play together. But if you think that there's honor amongst thieves, I got news for you, folks. There's not. These guys are no more loyal to each other than they are to anybody else. So what will happen with this, I don't know. But what I can assure you is that the first pandemic was, in the words of the WEF, the most profitable event in human history. And so they will repeat it. It is coming back. Uh, It'll be interesting to see the role that the current COVID vaccines have on the next pandemic. Are are they going to be part of the cause? I mean, we all know that there doesn't have to be any truth in the pandemic. I mean, the COVID was never really all that dangerous. You know, it was about, about as bad as a seasonal flu, uh, not a real bad seasonal flu, just a regular seasonal flu. If we would have offered any sort of early treatment or proper treatment, it wouldn't, I mean, almost nobody would have died. It wouldn't have been a big deal. So we all know that they can make something that's not a big deal into a huge deal, make things into things that they aren't. So, you know, will they be, you know, recategorizing vaccine side effects? as the next pandemic, or will there be a new germ that they, they uh, escaped from another lab by accident? You know, probably a Chinese or Russian bio lab so that they can facilitate World War III. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens here with this. But what I do know is that nothing good is coming from it, and there never is anything good coming when it comes to these globalists and uh, these monsters. So, uh, okay. Matt Gates. I've not spoken to Matt Gates. I don't know much about him. I think he's still uh, being a big shot because, and he deserves it. He did some good things, right? He did some good things, and I'm I'm pretty excited because he's, you know, he stood strong and done right. So I like Matt Gates, uh, but I don't know him. I've never spoken to him, and uh, he came out and he did a, a little blurb with Bannon, and I got a boot out of this. There's another another Rumble video I'm going to share. But Gates talks about extensively uh, that that pharma's figured out how to monetize. Uh, the headline is Matt Gates: Big Pharma's figured out how to monetize adolescence. When you listen to him, it's a little more than that. You know, he talks about the fact that you know anything. And and Steve Bannon uh, said one of the things that I, I one of the best things I've ever heard him say. Gates was talking about well, you know if. Uh, kid wiggles too much, has too much energy. We used to put them in a sport. We give them a drug. Uh, it's a, you know, if they were, you know, withdrawn or this, that, or the other, we used to hook them up with the, you know, big brothers or, you know, get them out there socializing. Uh, now we give them a drug. And basically he talks about how, you know, everything that a kid faces, instead of actually helping them to learn to face it, we just give them another pill for it. And we've poisoned these kids and made addicts out of them by the time that they're old enough to do anything. Uh, I, I really got a boot out of that. Uh, and Bannon said something that I loved. He said that, you know, when they talked about, you know, kids uh, you know, having too much energy and, you know, so you get them into sports. So, oh, you mean boys being boys. That's right. Bannon nailed it. He nailed it in just a few words. I got two little boys, both active, both busy. Getting them to sit still, well, that's just not something that happens. Uh, they're, they're 10 and 13 now. 
and uh, they're still not sitting still. Uh, just there is no sitting still with them. So, yeah, should we give them medicine? Should we medicate them? Hell no. They get great grades. They're great students. They're awesome kids. I'm proud as hell of my boys. I ain't giving them medicine. Medicine for what? They don't need medicine. If they're too busy and too active, we tell them not to go outside and play. Go run. Go do something. Get the hell out of the house. We don't want to see you. Go be busy doing something. And that's what they do, and they come back tired, and they're a little less busy. So that's great. But, yeah, we, we have, and, and Bannon really nailed this. We, we have, we've got pills for everything, and we just don't want boys to be boys. Uh, so I, I thought that was a great exchange, and I think it's really a critical thing. And, you know, listen, if you're, if you're a parent, I want to strongly urge you to consider, don't give them a pill. Find something else. Get them in a sport. Get them in something else. I am strongly against, especially ADD pills. That Ritalin, that stuff, boy, I'll never forget. Uh, years ago, I did a little bit of time where I, you know, I love kids. I love working with them. So I, I volunteered to substitute as a teacher here and again with with the school that my kids were involved in. And uh, I there was this little kid there, and he was a little boy. And he was 100% little boy, 100%. And this boy, I mean, he was rambunctious. He was active. He was all over the place. Drove some of the teachers nuts. Um, But he wasn't, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just a normal little boy. I will never forget, uh, you know, the teachers griped. And his mom and dad, I never found out for sure that they put him on something. But one day that little kid came and his soul was gone. I mean, there was no spunk, no energy, and it never came back. My guess is he got put on meds. You know, I don't know if it's true for sure. I, I was told that's what happened. You know, some probably some ADD stuff. It, it, it just ate his soul. I have never seen anything so dramatic in my life. And I cannot imagine why you would do that to your child. Why would you take it? Why would you take that spirit, that energy, that life? I mean, why? Because they're annoying? Because they're loud? Because they're wiggly? Those are things that make little kids kids. That's what little boys and girls do. They play. They do stuff. Don't take that away from them. Learn to deal with it. Learn to channel it. Teach them to channel it. Don't teach them that the solution to everything is another pill. Because it's not. Self-discipline. That's what you need. You need to learn to manage things. Who's in charge of you? You are. Own yourself. Believe in yourself. I need another pill. You don't need another pill. It's insane. I just, just my thoughts, folks. You know, I mean, you're going to do what you're going to do. But uh, headline. Now, this is another one by Rucker. I like, again, Liberty Daily, good group. Uh, headline. Bill sent to Democrat dictator J. Dolph Inslee's desk allowing young children to have genital mutilation surgery without parental consent or knowledge or consent. So they're putting, they're sending a bill that uh, is going to essentially allow these kids to get this genital mutilation surgery without parental knowledge or consent. Folks, that is, that is not only child abuse, but I would argue unconstitutional. There are a number of constitutional uh, rulings, laws, 
all sorts of things that that are very clear that you cannot interfere with the family relationship, right? Mom and dad don't believe in that crap. Tough. Just the way it is. It's their business, not yours, not the state's. We need a we need a constitutional case on this. I can't do it right now. I'm 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 maxed out. I wish I could, and I look forward to being able to at some point. I don't have the support or funding to hire the people to do it. But uh, I mean, this is sick, folks. It's sick. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. And they're interfering with kids and their families and their relationship all over the place. It is not the state spot to tell me whether I should let my kid uh, be the subject to a surgery that's going to destroy them for life or take hormones that's going to destroy them for life. You know, the state goes in there and lies to these kids about the fact that they can be a boy or a girl or whatever they want to be. And then they convince them to do this. And then they tell the parents that if you don't let them do it, we're going to take your kid. To hell with that. The hell with that. That is child abuse on every level. Every level. These people should be imprisoned that are doing this. This is sick. It's sick. And everybody knows it. Nobody seems to have the courage to speak out about it. It is an absolute embarrassment, and it's just not acceptable. Folks, uh, you need some Cofix in your, your medicine cabinet. And you need a Genesis HOCL in your house. Uh, Cofix is a great solution. You spray it, spray it in your nose and it kills the germs, right? So allergy season, you're worried about that turned into a cold or something, use Cofix, no issue. Use a, use a Genesis HOCL, and if you are getting sick, it kills the germs in the air. The two together have done wonders for my family. I really like these products. They work very well together. And uh, if you use them together, Man, they've done they've done a spectacular job keeping my family healthy this year. I've really been uh, amazed at the difference. Uh, both boys, the Cofix, I, I love the Cofix. Uh, Genesis, great products. Use the Out Loud code at checkout for both. Got to use the Out Loud code at checkout. You don't use Out Loud at checkout, no discount. But uh, support us, support our network. We'll be back very soon. Mm-hmm.